Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So here we are again. Here we are again, happy as can be. We are going automotive. Oh, not again. E-automotive. E-automotive. Is that better? You mean you managed to actually fix the things in your car that you couldn't uh, sort I mean, out before? Automotive. All the gadgets you can't operate. Automotive with LEDs. Oh. Starting so. with the news that uh, James Dyson has patented... Uh, A car that will clean as it goes. ...for his new uh, electric car, electric off-road car. Off, um, off-road? Off-road, yes. It has off-road capability. I mean, what it can go mean? on the road as well. Yes, I find if I don't pay attention, all cars have off-road capabilities. <laughs> well, some more than others. He he calls it a British project, but it'll be built in Singapore for the Chinese market. So I'm not entirely sure. I think he lives right. in, in Britain for when he can afford it for tax right. reasons. Uh, it'll be launching in 2021, he says, which is a bold claim for someone who's never made a car before. Hmm. But we wait and see. It's odd, because you... Sort of expect he wouldn't make that sort of claim unless he's got some vague idea that it might happen. Well, he's, last year he said it was going to be launching in 2020. So and does it does it work by sucking back. air in from the front and expelling it from the back? That's a good idea. That's a, like a the atmospheric question. railway. Yeah, the atmospheric railway. Yes. Did that a Brunel thing, I think. Yes, it was. It, it, in essence, it was like one of those pneumatic tubes in. Um, in shops you used to get, I'm sure even you, you remember did. from I when you were young, those, yes. um, the problem was apparently the things they used for the seals um, was very attractive to, to rats. So they ate ah. away the seals and it wasn't as atmospheric as it had been before. No, I can imagine that. So it didn't work. Ah, what a shame. Well, let's move on from Dyson to a, a car manufacturer we have heard of, a Honda. Honda are launching the Honda E, which is a very cute little um, electric car. Very pretty cute. little thing. It means so small and round. Small and pretty. Yes. It looks nice. Most okay. electric cars don't look very pretty. This one does look quite pretty. It they claim it has a hundred and twenty-five mile range, and it can recharge from empty to eighty percent of its full charge in half an hour, which I think that's is quite impressive. Good it is quite they claim, they say launching it next year. They are taking registrations of interest, as they call them. Registration of interest costs you eight hundred pounds. We've heard worse. We have. They have had 25,000 registrations of interest, mm. of which 6,000 are from the UK. Mm. And if 25,000 people try and charge them, the national good will <laughs> keel over. Exactly. Well, they don't seem to be doing anything, do they, about planning for the fact... They want everybody to start using electric they cars, do. but they don't seem to actually be planning for the fact that people might want to charge them, rather than just leave them looking nice on their drive or in the road. Indeed. Well, what? Tell them to get a move on. You've been reading Daily Mail for too long, haven't you? You're, you're getting but, quite, uh, quite but argumentative. But it's ridiculous. I mean, car manufacturers are trying so hard to actually do this, and yet, uh, yet again, our laughable government seems not to actually think that it might need a little bit of infrastructure planning. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. They're just looking the other way and saying it'll never actually happen. Yes, while at the same time ordering it to happen. Yes. Anyway, the Honda E, they, they haven't said how much it's going to cost, but people reckon around £30,000. Well, oh, you see, they, they don't think... They're going to say you put eight hundred pounds down. You don't owe us anything. I don't think that's oh, okay. going to be the well, way it's going. That's a shame. It is just a small deposit. So, a small deposit on a car. You have no idea how much it costs. That's right. Mm. Thirty thousand. They say roughly thirty thousand. That's what people are saying. Uh, if that's not enough for your electric <laughs> car needs, how about an electric E-type Jag, as seen, driven by no less than Prince Harry and Meghan Harry. 
I forget what really? her surname is. It's not well, Harry it was Markle. It was Markle, I know. It's not now. It's, it's you weren't a fan of, you weren't fan of the TV show Suits. Gunthorpe, I wasn't. Megan, Megan, Duchess of Winchester or somewhere. Sussex, wasn't it? Could be. Um, this is a limited run, electric E-type drag. The E-type drag... You're not drag. one of these people who, who buys royal supplements in the newspaper and stores them away then, clearly. I am not. <laughs> the electric E-type drag, um, limited run, 850,000. We'll get you one of those if you want one. Hmm. The good news being, it Probably comes... Probably rather more than £800 down as well. It comes with its original engine, so you can always swap it back in if you decide that the electric thing is just a passing fad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that's rather bizarre. It is quite bizarre, isn't it? Yes. But from electric cars to, well, not electric buses, but hydrogen-powered buses. How about that? Hydrogen-powered double-decker buses will be on the streets of London by 2020. Well, you see, that I'm rather more optimistic about, because I'd always thought that hydrogen was going to be the fuel source of the future. There was yes. even an episode of Top Gear, where my daughters actually were keen on Top Gear, when they were... Trying out hydrogen-powered cars, yes. it seemed a very, very sensible way of doing things. They're expensive to make. These buses will cost half a million pounds each. How much does a normal bus cost? We don't know. But we don't know. Not that much, presumably. I imagine not quite that much. They will get their hydrogen from a North Kent offshore wind farm. Right. Uh, and they'll emit it's only sounding water. sounding a bit dodgy now. <laughs> they will emit water as their yes. exhaust. No pollution. That's good, isn't it? And the generation of hydrogen is supposed to be much easier, whereas, yes. as we've discussed several times, it's all very well saying that electric cars are incredibly clean, but you have to generate the electricity you in do. the first place. You do, absolutely. Um, well, they say the running cost of this bus will be similar to that of diesel, which is um, quite a lot, actually. And becoming more expensive all the time, yes. And becoming more expensive all the time, exactly. There are single-decker uh, hydrogen buses, apparently already running in London, Aberdeen and Brighton. Uh, but this one will be the first double-decker one. It will have USB charging points on it. Promises a quieter ride. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think a bus with USB charging points is an excellent idea. It does seem quite good. But then, sort of, once you think about it, you think, well, why haven't they all got them? Yes, indeed. Why haven't the new bus for London, for example, got USB charging points? Since yeah. it could easily have had them. And they have do very big batteries inside it, so they could... Yeah, they could just connect it up. There's probably a reason. I don't know what it is. Okay. But hydrogen powered double deck buses are actually driven by people, mm. not autonomous. Driven by real people, real bus drivers as seen on, on the buses. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, so from hydrogen powered buses to 5G. 5G, the super fast successor to 4G. 4G, which my. my um, Phone provider tells me I'm now got on my plan. You try changing it to 4G and it still just says 3G all the time. Ah. I can't quite work out. Where are you doing this? In, in London? Yes. Mm. Why, London not a good place for 4G? Well, I, I, no, I get good 4G in London, except in central London, where the, the speeds are terribly slow. So I tweeted at O2, my service yes. provider, to say, why is it so slow? And they replied saying, oh, well, it turns out there's an awful lot of people that want to use it around that part. I said, well, it's Trafalgar Square. <laughs> there are a lot of people around there. They said, have you tried switching to 3G instead? So I did try. You have to 3G. do that manually? Yes. Well, maybe it's not worth bothering with then. And the trouble is you go online um, to actually look at the, the forum for my phone provider, Virgin Mobile, and no matter how many times I've tried accessing in the last two years, it always tells me that I'm trying to access it from a, some IP address that is known for spam. 
Uh, so you just can't you can't do anything. It just won't let you look at any of the discussions about how you switch your phone to four G. So I've just given up. I'll just go back to old fashioned telephone. I where you ring that. up the operator and say, Please give me white or one two one two Exactly. Pigeon post. That's what you need. So five G uh, they're supposed to be rolling out, you know, very soon. Everyone's very excited about it. It's been stalled by the lab posts. Hmm. By the thing what? About, well, the thing about 5G is that rather than having a few tall masts here and there, it needs a yes. dense network of masts. Right. And they have to be higher than, say, bus heights. So lampposts are absolutely ideal. And there was a paper published called The New Communications Code, which was supposed to make the rollout of 5G much easier. Yes. Instead, what it's done has caused this legal backlog because it's not been made clear how much local councils can charge for the use of their lampposts. And every case is going through the court. There's now a two-year waiting list for tribunal hearings on how they can, how the phone operators can you know, make Let's use of the lampposts. Let's move somewhere where they can actually just do things. Just do things, I know. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? How about the past? This is from a country that had the, the, um, the USB charging bench. I remember you were telling us about where the council had forgotten to ask for planning permission from itself. That's right. And had to take it away again. Yes. Six of them there were in Islington. Oh. Yes. Oh. Shall we, we have a little break so you could retire? <laughs> no, no, we don't need to have a break yet okay. at all. No, no, no. I think I can probably cope. Do you remember, though, when 3G started and everybody objected to those... Those posts being put up because they were worried about getting brain fever or they something were. similar. And do you remember before 3G, Rabbit? Do you remember no, Rabbit? Don't remember Rabbit was, rabbit was oh, yes, before vaguely. mobile phones. They were phones that you could use when you were near a rabbit mast. There weren't very many rabbit masts. So I suppose you had to wander around until you found one. Then you could take out your rabbit phone and say, I'm on the train. Of course, you couldn't be on the train. I'm, I'm, I'm near a rabbit did mast. You have to, did you have to wait till somebody wandered near a rabbit mast? somewhere else to be able to talk to them. Yes. It was a completely <laughs> disastrous idea that was doomed to, to failure from the start. It's surprising we have a telecommunication rabbits. network at all, really. It is surprising. It, generally, it works very well. Mm. When you think you're well, driving down the motorway yourself. at 70 miles an hour, mm. you know, watching a video, if you're not assuming you're actually <laughs> driving... Oh, I see, if you're not driving, yes. ...while taking a phone call, and you pass between different cells and seamlessly... You move from one cell to another without... Perhaps I should switch network, because what I get is trying to ring you using Siri, and it just tells me it's having difficulties at the moment, and to oh. wait a while. Maybe, Maybe the M1 should... just has black spots. Mm, not that, no, it used to, but not for me. No, no. I have a, quite a good signal just about everywhere I go, but then that's different between me and you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I do, I'm still on a very old-fashioned plan, which means I pay next to nothing, so I shouldn't really complain. What do you pay? Uh, £7 a month. That's a very old-fashioned plan. You have no right to complain. Well, it only gives me one gig of, of data and lots of phone calls and lots of things. Yes. Why would I want to pay more? So you could get more data, obviously. Yeah, but if I'm driving, I don't need any more data. No, no, but when you're, when you're out somewhere, don't you ever need data? Well, I don't seem to. What is it you do with all your data? What do you... I, I browse the internet. Yes, I do that. I occasionally watch movies. On a phone. Well, your phone is bigger than mine, admittedly, because you've got an iPhone 25 or whatever. And like whatever. Six, but, yeah. Oh, I watch movies on my iPad, though. Yes, I do that. Yeah. Well, what do you but get that, your data I, It's Wi-Fi only anyway, so that's fine. Yes, but if you've got plenty of data on your phone, then you could use that as a Wi-Fi hotspot and your iPad could watch the movies via well, your phone. Well, Virgin Mobile, mobile used not to do Wi-Fi 
hotspot. So they may have changed that, but I certainly remember looking it up to begin with. You probably told me about it, and I got terribly excited, and they said, yes. no, we don't offer that service. But they may do now. I should have a look. You should have a look. But in the early days, they refused to even countenance the fact that anybody might have an iPhone. I no, think they've changed true. their mind on that one. They have. <laughs> took them away, Maybe now is a good moment for us to take a break. <laughs> Back in a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Gadget and Gizmos with Simon Rose and Steve Kaplan. We've got away from cars then, have we? We're going up into space. Oh. Courtesy of Amazon. Well, rather courtesy of Blue Origins, which is uh, the company owned by Jeff Bezos, who says he will be able to take people to the moon by 2024. Although... Well, so, really, Dyson's not being ambitious enough then, is he? he well, no, so <laughs> it seems. He, he says he can establish a lunar base on the moon and he will take people there... By Amazon, presumably when they get there, there'll be a side of the lunar base saying, sorry, you out, please yes. stay with the neighbours. The trouble is, it seems completely ludicrous, but you have to sort of say, well, maybe it isn't quite as ludicrous as it seems. People do seem to be the most amazing things, and most of the running in space now seems to be done by these extraordinary sort of tech tycoons. It certainly does. Well... I mean, the moon by 2024 seems like an impossible goal, but Elon Musk and his SpaceX outfit says that he's going to take a crewed mission. Crewed? Crewed, as in with a crew. Oh, I see. Crewed, not sort of, not, as in... not carry on jokes the whole way. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have those as well. <laughs> right. Not extra. To Mars by 2024. So here's Amazon going to the moon and... You know, Elon will be zooming past To him. be fair, Elon Musk often does make pronouncements that don't always happen when he says they're that going to. That is true. He's ambitious, he but... He is ambitious. He's a great showman, though, isn't he? Hmm. You know, yes. I still remember his uh, his Tesla hurtling off into space with a crash dummy at the wheel and space oddity playing on the radio. What a what a great publicity stunt that was. Yeah. So, what's this? On the moon and Mars by 2024. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't yeah. realised they'd solved the problem of um, radiation for astronauts who were making the trip to Mars. I thought they reckoned it actually would be quite dangerous. But clearly he's obviously thought of this. I'm not sure he has. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should him. Maybe he's going to say they're all going to be inside a Tesla, inside the spaceship, and therefore they'll be safe. Yes, indeed. Well, and further down to ground, down on the ground, in fact, Barcelona. Barcelona's newer bikes, N-U-A, mm. newer bikes... Have uh, making a, an e-bike. Well, everyone's making electric bikes these days. Um, this one is different because it's self-charging. Yeah, how about you that? You mean as you're going along, it's charging well, itself? It has a battery hidden inside the hub, so you don't, yes. it doesn't look like an electric bike. It looks like a regular bike, and it helps you when you're going uphill mm-hmm. and um, when you're taking off from a standing start. It uses regenerative braking, so that when you as you brake. Rather than the brakes just clamping the wheels as regular brakes do, yes. this will divert that regener- that energy into charging up Some the Some of the hybrid cars do, don't they? Yes, they yes. do. And they, cl- he, they claim it will also sip power while you're pedalling, which means, because obviously if you're pedalling and charging up the battery, it's much harder yes. work than just yes. pedalling and not charging up the battery. Sipping power, I think, is quite a nice way of putting it. So it uses a little bit of your pedal power. But not so you notice. Well, yes. so they say. So there we go, an electric bike that never needs charging. Why are they so 
popular. I mean, I know you you had <clears throat> problem with your legs, so electric bike was actually medically quite useful for yes. for you. But for most people, everybody's supposed to be wanting to try and get fit. But having an electric bike presumably means you're not pedalling as much. You're not pedalling as much, but you're riding ten times as much. That's what I found. Oh, and okay. as we reported on this very show um, late oh, last year... Oh, yes, you year, did, but I didn't believe it. Go and say. That according to some Swiss company who possibly make electric bikes, I'm not yes. sure, they, <laughs> a, a riding an electric bike is just as healthy for you as pedalling yourself. Because mm. you're out in what passes for the fresh air in central London, in our case, and you're, but you're riding much more. So I pedal less, certainly, on my electric bike than I did on my push bike before, but I am riding it, as I say, ten times as much. Despite being in possession of an over-you-know-what pass, because I now have this pass, it means that on most trains, buses and everything else, um, I can um, travel for free, and as a result, I don't want to get my bike out. Oh, but what about the sheer joy of cycling? In London? In London. No, I didn't mind. went round Richmond Park recently, and that was very nice, but actually cycling in central London is horrible. Oh, you think? Yeah. Dangerous as well. Oh, not at all. There are cycle, cycle routes all over the place now. Well, yeah, I beg yeah. to differ. Yes, I thought you might. Let's move but on. As we're on the... transport, though, as I came in this morning, I did think, mm. oh, it would be very nice to come in by um, riverboat. I don't know if I bored you with this before, but somebody once told me it's like having a motorway in the middle of London that isn't used. Yes. There's the odd river bus, and I looked it up. The river buses only go from Putney and Wandsworth area until about 9.30 in the morning, then they give up. And it's something like £7 for a single ticket. Yes. It's terribly expensive. Surely they they should do air, airplane pricing so that it becomes really cheap until it's full and then it becomes more expensive again. They're, they're going up and down the Thames with almost nobody on them. It's ridiculous. But on a really nice day, what a wonderful way to go to work. It is. Well, a, lot of, people, a lot of people do use them to go to work and it's less than a taxi. <laughs> I just hope it is. And pleasant. Yes, okay. it's not very useful for you because you're sort of North London, but if you're not somewhere near the Thames. At all, no. no, I was just thinking I could walk to the nearest pier and jump on one, but there isn't one to jump on, unless I come in very early. Well, you could come in very early. That's your... So no, what happens? So. They just stop running, do they? They only run on more truncated bits, so oh. they don't go as far west as that. They go back in the evening. Right. So commuter prime commuter times, it'll run from, I think, as far west as Putney. At which point I imagine they're fairly full. So their pricing structure is clearly working well, for them. Well, maybe that's right. But the one in the middle of the day that I passed me as I was sort of walking to work was almost completely empty. And your over-60s card doesn't get you on that one for free. It now. gets you a discount, but oh. doesn't get you one for free. OK, well, let's not be sneezed at. Well, if it's cold on the river, that's probably what It's probably exactly what will happen. Right, sorry, I might have digressed Talking there slightly. Talking of being cold on the river. Yes. Here's a little segue for you. Um, ear infections. <laughs> <laughs> yes, OK. That's not bad, was it? Yeah. Ear infections are apparently the most common reason for children to visit a doctor. Right. Uh, it turns out that ear infections are quite easy to diagnose, according to the University of Washington, with an app. They are building an ear infection detection app which detects fluid behind the eardrum. How does it do this? With a paper cone. You just make a little cone of paper out of a piece of paper. Yes. Put it in the eardrum, point the app at the cone, and it uses echolocation, which is the thing that bats use yes. To, to, yes. to fly around. And any obstructions in the ear cause a, a different signal, so it can tell whether whether you've got an ear infection or not. 
Which means you then need to go to the doctor. Which means you then need to go to the doctor, yes. So you're better off how? Um, they didn't quite... <laughs> well, the doctors could have them as well. Oh, OK. Save them actually looking into your ear. They can just point their phone into your ear. OK. I know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But it's a good Sounds idea. Sounds a really clever idea. It must idea. be a good idea. Surely it's a good Fun idea. Fun to be had in the primary school classroom. Yes. No, absolutely. With paper cones until they start rang them into their ear by mistake. Yes. OK. Uh, let's have one of these. How long? So, over to Australia, where they have just printed a new $50 note. Oh, I read about this. With a mistake. It has a quote on it from Edith Cowan, who is Australia's first female MP, which said, It is a great responsibility to be the only woman here. Except they've misspelled responsibility. I noticed. On 46 million banknotes. They're not going to recall them. I suppose they'll have some sort of scarcity value in the future, just like... Well, not, not printed 46 million of them. No, but stamps that have mistakes on them are very yes, valuable, but those, they? but those normally were only a few that were no, actually were mistaken, and then they were spotted. You didn't get through 46 million and then discover they were all worth a million quid each. No, that's true. You wouldn't. I'm afraid that's the problem. It'll actually be, if somebody finds one where responsibility is spelt properly, that would be the rare one. Mm. It would. I don't think there'll be one or two that slipped through with it spelt properly. On the other hand, looking at the positive side, because you know I always try and look at the positive side, Steve. <laughs> yes, you do. It means that almost everyone in Australia now knows how to spell res- responsibility. Or perhaps they don't. Perhaps they're getting their, their No, I mean now, cues. because they've read they, this story. They've read the story. They will do, yes. yes. Apart from the person who mistyped it on the banknote. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, but yes. it must have gone through so many people. So it's... Yes, okay, one person made the mistake, uh, but a lot of other people failed to spot absolutely. it. Absolutely. It is... Yeah, in fairness to them, it is very, very small. It is. It's absolutely tiny. For almost you too do small to be seen with the naked yes. eye. Yes. yes. So in order to grumble about it, you've really got to be using a magnifying glass or possibly even a microscope. Something of a train spotter, a banknote <laughs> spotter, perhaps. So yes. Spot these kind of errors. Like the kind of people who look out for coffee cups in Game of Thrones, that kind of thing. Well, that was hard to miss. There was apparently an errant bottle of water in the last episode. I didn't spot it. No, I didn't spot that either. I would have looked out for it. What was quite interesting is that having failed to spot the cup of coffee in Game of Thrones, they then, for all subsequent showings, they managed to get rid of the cup of coffee. uh, Oh, did they? CGI, yeah, yeah, yes. So you can have versions with the coffee and without the coffee. Well, I'm sure the versions with the coffee have a scarcity value, (laughs) just like the uh, the, the banknotes or the postage stamps. So where now? Here is... Here's a little cheer you up. You remember the little... Uh, phone chargers, credit card-sized phone chargers we talked about yes. uh, last year. I got an email from Seven Day Shop, one of my favourite yes. online outlets, yes. offering me two of these, two 4,400 milliamp chargers for £8.50, including delivery. That seems quite cheap. It does seem quite cheap. How much charge would you get out of them? Enough to recharge your phone when you need it to be recharged. Hmm. Good things. I, I ordered them immediately. I'm going to put a, a couple in each well, jacket. What happened to that, that chap we talked about who got this way of, of you renting phone charges on the go around London? Well, is that, that still is, going? That is not? absolutely still going. Um, I don't know how popular it's being because you'd have to be near a place where they've got one and the only place you can find out where they are is by looking at the app on your phone. And if your phone has died, then you can't look at the app on your phone. You have to predict when your phone's going to die and then find one and then go And most people look at their phone often enough that they... In fact, most people, I would hazard, 
their battery is only dying because they're looking at their phone all the time and doing yes. things. If yes. you're not doing anything with your phone, by and large, the battery will probably last you the day. Though, unfortunately, I've recently got back into dating apps, very depressing thing, and oh. they really, really eat up battery charge. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they, they're pounding messages out all over the yes. place saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. Is yes. there anybody around? And um, it really does deplete battery, which is why I was quite interested to know if it's still going. Ah. But you're not on, on the iPhones. You normally get a message when it's down to 20% saying you, you want do. to go into low power mode. You do. No, absolutely you do. So that would be the point to then find yes. one of these places. But, of course, I've now forgotten what they're called. So even if I knew, I wouldn't be able to find the app because I can't actually remember what the company's called. Can you even remember? Uh, I can't, but as I happen <laughs> to have my phone... It is quite important, hand. isn't it? Uh, you just um, talk for well, a moment. we haven't got very long. We're going to have to um, say goodbye in a moment. So will you find it in time? Well, or will your phone I am looking. die? I am looking. The death. Watch, until... watch this space. I will, I will uh, we'll find out next space. time. We'll find out next so time. in theory, if your phone dies, there, <laughs> there is a system of charging, borrowing chargers in central London. We just don't know what it's called. And finally, Royal Main is introducing post boxes for parcels. Yes. So you can send things back to Amazon without having to queue up the post office. Good? That's good. It's a very good idea. Yeah. First redesign in Sonic 150 years. Exactly. It's time for us to go. Ah. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No. It's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.